Hey folks, so we're coming up on episode three of Inside the Control Room, and before we get to our guest, I want to tell you a little story about how I got here. My name's Bo Cordell, and I've been producing and directing live video for about 18 years. My first gig was a small local TV station with a janky Panasonic all-in-one switcher and Media 100. Then I moved to a college TV station where I spent a lot of time developing my technical chops, skipping class, and hanging out with the station engineer. After college, I ended up going to work for a major video board manufacturing company, traveling to stadiums and arenas around the country, training production crews on their new video boards. That led me to Auburn University, where we designed the first HD video board and control system in the Southeastern Conference. I stayed on there for the next several years to hire, train, and manage the largely student crew, as well as produce what ultimately became over 250 events a year. I eventually left Auburn to begin consulting and doing contract work, and I've had the opportunity to work both summer and winter Olympics, college bowl games, baseball and basketball championship tournaments, uh, a Super Bowl, not to mention training over 100 production crews at both the college and professional level. Here's where the story takes a bit of a hard right. A few years ago, I got married, and we promptly left Orange Beach, Alabama on our 42-foot sailboat to sail the Bahamas and Caribbean. Last year, we parked the boat just in time for me to travel to Rio to produce the sailing event at the Rio 2016 Summer Olympics. And then I went on to produce augmented reality graphics on a major network NFL broadcast package. We currently spend part of the year sailing and part of the year working. I tell you that story to tell you this. The next episode with Randall Malone is about a really fun topic. On any given football Saturday, the Southeastern Conference Video Center in Birmingham, Alabama is receiving full HD live video feeds from the stadiums around the conference and a panel of officials are observing the games to ensure that the officials on the field are getting the calls right. Randall worked with Cole Cunningham at the SEC to design and develop the video center and it's been so successful they're planning to expand to other sports soon. So I'm excited to share this interview with you and that's the good news. The bad news is we recorded this episode while sitting in the cockpit of my sailboat in Charleston, South Carolina, and the audio quality is not the greatest. So I hope you can pretend you're hanging out with us on the boat as the wind is blowing and the water's slapping the hull. All sounds you're going to hear in this episode of Inside the Control Room. Welcome Inside the Control Room with your host, Bo Cordell. Hey folks, so this one's going to be a really fun one for me today. Uh, we're going to be talking with Randall Malone. Randall, what's your title? Director of Video Operations for the Southeastern Conference. So Randall and I go way back. We, uh, we worked together when I first moved to Auburn for several years. And um, since then, what have you been up to? Well, doing a lot of stuff with the SEC. Just uh, started working there back in October uh, of 2016. Uh, Doing, working a lot with their officiating program on both the football and men's basketball side. Uh, just moved to Birmingham, a great city. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it's been a big change and a big career opportunity for me. So I'm really enjoying it right now. Awesome. So the main reason I wanted you have to to have you on the show today uh, is to talk about the really awesome things y'all are doing with centralized replay. So the way I understand it, you've got however many games going on, and we're talking about football right now. So you've got however many games going on every Saturday. Uh, what are y'all doing back in Birmingham during these games? So it started back. You know, I used to before I was with the SEC. 
Uh, I was working with DV Sport. Uh, many people know DV Sport is a huge uh, vendor for uh, the replay space, instant replay for officials. Uh, and I was working for them and uh, the SEC, Cole Cunningham, he's the director of video operations for the SEC on the football side. He came back to me back in uh, 2015, January 2015, and said, I believe it was 2016. And, uh, so yeah, this is what we're thinking about doing. We're trying to model a little bit what the NFL was doing uh, with centralized replay, and they were going to make the calls. Uh, we'll collaborate to make the calls. The, the call was still going to be made uh, by the replay official in the booth at the stadiums, but they were wanting to help those officials out, and they wanted to have a, a couple of replay officials back in Birmingham uh, who could collaborate with those replay officials and uh, help uh, with those calls. And really where it came from is the targeting penalty. Um, uh, I think Steve Shaw, who's the, he is the coordinator of officials for, uh, for the SEC, um, he w really was trying to uh, prevent incorrect outcomes um, and then also address the targeting situation. Because targeting, you know, as you know, you know, if you get called for targeting, you get ejected from the game and sometimes can miss even the part of the next game. So that's a huge penalty if you get called for targeting. So we really wanted to make sure we get that right and be consistent on that. So, and Commissioner Sankey, he's just, he's huge on our officiating program uh, and just, you know, being there for our coaches and make sure we have the best officials possible. Uh, so yeah, they came to uh, DV Sport and they wanted to do centralized replay. And so Cole and I got our heads together and we, we drew it out and we started designing it uh, and it just took off. And uh, we were able to, uh, you know, pull it off and they have three observers back in uh, Birmingham who collaborate with the officials on the field and the official in the replay booth uh, to make the calls. Awesome. So football in the in the Southeastern, Southeastern Conference, um, before you had centralized replay, explain to me how the decisions would be made. You know, so obviously you've got your field crew uh, in the white hat and they're making most of the decisions, but occasionally a play will go into review trying to figure out if somebody stepped out of bounds or that type thing, and they want to they want to see the video. So before the centralized replay in Birmingham, how did that happen at the stadiums? Yeah. So previously, um, there was just a replay system in the booths, replay booths at the stadiums, uh, and then there would be a three man crew in those replay booths. Uh, one a replay official. Uh, he had a partner called him the communicator. He was kind of his eyes and ears, and then the replay tech who was. Uh, more affiliated with the school, he set up the system and he marks plays and uh, things of that nature. He runs the system for the officials, and those guys would make the call at the stadium. Uh, and so, anytime they want to go into review, the officials are wearing a pager. Uh, they hit a button to page on it, vibrates their little pager, and they stop the game. And then, uh, and that's still how it works now. Uh, they're still stopping the game from the booth. The replay officials are responsible for stopping the game. Uh, now, when he goes under review, though. You know, you've got four people really collaborating and coming up with a decision. So these replay booths in the stadium, so that's a DV sports system there, and they're, they're pulling, where are the video feeds they're getting coming from? Yeah, so previously, uh, before centralized replay, they were only getting one feed. That was coming directly from the TV truck, and that was the TV program feed. Uh, that feed was exactly the same feed as viewers saw at home. And so as... They were recording that feed and they were marking every single play. And then as uh, the producer in the TV truck was showing replays to the viewers at home, uh, the replay tech was marking those. Uh, and they were able to come up with a process to be able to show those to the replay official. It worked great, uh, but we figured out that 
it could work more efficiently if we had individual ISO cameras going into that replay system. So DV Sport came up with a six input system. Uh, so now uh, part of the, the upgrade with centralized replay, we also upgraded the systems in the stadium. So that is the six input system. And it takes, it still takes the TV program feed. And then it also takes the high end zone, the low end zone, uh, and the cart camera, those, those ISO cameras. And then we also take two more cameras and those are actually the cameras uh, that the coaches film from. So it's the coaches high end zone, low end zone. Uh, and there was uh, a lot of infrastructure upgrades at each stadium in order to get that, uh, get those feeds into the replay system. But uh, those are the six uh, inputs that they take in live. Uh, and then obviously there's more cameras than that, especially at an SEC football game. Uh, so still the same concept as the, the producer shows replays. Um, they're showing that. Uh, they're, they're marking those and showing those to the official. Yeah, that makes sense. When we were always doing you know, the video board stuff, we would always try to pull a high-end zone, low-end zone in the cart camera. Yep. So, yeah, same feeds we would always want for the video board production. So that makes total sense. And you're getting coaches high and coaches uh, high 50. So right. coaches high-end zone and high 50, which is genius because the coaches' video is going to have all 22 players. Right. And so that's one of the processes the officials do uh, before each snap. Um, they count the players on the field because that's a reviewable play. And so if there's 12 players on the field, say the defense has 12 on the field and the official misses it, well, that's a reviewable play. The replay booth can stop that and they can go into review. And now with that all 22 camera, you go straight to that all 22. And it's a rare, rare review, it's a rare play, but it has happened, but you got the shot immediately. You can see all. 22 players on the field and it's great yeah that's super cool so um you know over the past several years i think there's been some criticism even even with replay a lot of times they they're not sure you know the, the opposing fans are always going to think somebody got it wrong right yeah uh the opposing fans always think that and um you know one of the interesting things we've done this uh this year uh the replay system it has a return fee uh so whatever the replay official is doing in the booth it is being outputted back to the in-house control room and also the TV truck. So they can see, we're all about transparency. So they can see exactly what they're looking at. And and that's for like, you know, there's some calls where it's just like, oh, how, how in the world did he come up with that? Well, the producer or the in-house video board produ producer, he can see exactly the angle he was looking at. And that may be the, the angle that they actually re-air uh, to, to kind of show. And, uh, and then there's also some communication uh, from the replay booth back down to the truck, and there's always that kind of communication just to kind of explain why we came up with the call. But uh, I really, I really like it because so you know, four or five years ago when I was doing the video board production there, me and you had a lot of conversations, uh, even with Cole, about about the future of replay and whether or not the goal of of replay was to get the call right or to make the fans think you got the call right. So in the, the, case, the case we always talked about was what happens if the replay official sees a video angle that the fans at home don't see? Right. It's a definitive angle and you know, so the replay official gets the call right, but nobody at home sees that angle. So you know, there's kind of this mystery like, all right, do, do we make the fans happy and, and make them think they got the call right at home 
or do we actually get the call right no matter what they see? So you've kind of been able to avoid that a couple ways. One, using the, the same angles the TV is going to show. Right. And not pulling in-house feeds, which might be different and might be something the fans at home don't see. But then you're also showing the fans, at least in the stadium, exactly what the replay official's watching so they can see the exact angles that, you know, that they're making the call on. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. And that's why transparency, that's the benefit of transparency. And, um, and I think the, the video producers at the stadiums have taken advantage of it. And I've seen a lot of times going on site, you know, that angle goes up. And um, sometimes it's not the best, most fluid angle to watch because the replay official, he's going frame by frame. And sometimes he's rewinding. He's, he's kind of, it may seem like he's all over the place, but he's actually looking for something. But you can see exactly where his mind is. Just by looking at, just by looking at what he's looking at. So that's really cool. All right, so because this was all kind of true before last year, so tell us how. Let's say a play goes under review, and and obviously it's gotten a lot more important with with the emphasis on targeting and and a few other penalties. So now let's say that there's a potential targeting call. What does that communication look like? The guy, the the guy in the booth, the replay official in the booth hits the button. Everybody gets paged. Right. So the white hat says this play is under review. What happens now? Well, so so really, what they do to start off with is they don't they don't collaborate right away. So Birmingham and the replay booth, you would think they're just really getting together right away. And it, and we what we found best is if they just if each each the Birmingham and the replay booth they watch the play on their own for at least for 20 seconds and just get a good look at it first before they really start talking about it. Um, and that kind of prevents any type of like being swayed by somebody's decision. You can kind of come up with what you really think. Um, so, and one of the benefits of having six angles. So first of all, the replay official, he, he starts watching the play and he's got what's called a quad view. Uh, so DV Sport has been able to come up with uh, a way to get four camera angles in on, on the, on the replay officials monitor. Uh, and so these are real time frame by frame. Right. So like frame accurate. So when yep. the exact same moment this frame is, you know, is showing it happened in the same time as the other frame. Yep, exactly. And Very so cool. So they get really what they get is the program feed, which is usually your your high fifty, and then you get your high end zone, your low end zone and, and your cart or your maybe like a handheld camera. And that's your four angles that you're looking at. Um, and really what that's doing is like, all right, where's my best an- angle at? And so it may be a pass over the middle. And so um, you may be looking at catch, no catch. And so you really you want to look at the high end zone for that. So you're, when you go to that quad view, you can see which one shows it to you best. And then if it is the high end zone, you just pull the high end zone, you hit a button, it pulls the high end zone up full, full screen. Uh, and then, yeah, then they can, it's really made the reviews more efficient because then you can really look, you look at four camera angles before you can stop the play. Yeah. So is is um, Birmingham weighing in on every single review, or do they only come in if there's a question? No, every single review, uh, they're collaborating. Uh, even if it's just a you know a standard fumble and you see one angle and it's right, they're 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 collaborating. And the other thing is the, the, that return feed that we talked about that goes to the truck and it goes to the that's also going back to Birmingham. So Birmingham is seeing exactly what they're looking at. So it's something we didn't really talk about, but. Birmingham is getting just the TV program feed. They're not getting all the ISO cameras. Uh, and they're also getting that return feed. Um, and 
just reason for that is just you know cost. That's just expense, and uh, getting six cameras back would have been a little bit more costly. But um, yeah, and we'll and we'll talk in a little while yeah. about the future of, of basketball, which I understand might have some yeah, of those okay. features. But um, all right, so Birmingham is watching the game on. They're they're watching the program feed, and then so they're getting two feeds. They're getting the program feed from the stadium. Then they're also getting that return from the DV Sport monitor that the replay official in the booth at the stadium is watching. Correct. So in Birmingham, you've got how many officials are in the control of the command center in Birmingham? Uh, there's three. There's three uh, what we call observers. Uh, and uh, really they're doing exactly the same thing as the replay officials doing. They're, they're looking uh, more for replay, so they're not really trying to grade officials on the field and really looking for plays that are reviewable. And they're there all day. Uh, they get there for the first game at 11 o'clock in the morning. They're staying until the last game's over at 10, 11 o'clock at night. So it's a long day for them, but um, they're watching every single game. And when there's one review, they're, they're all each of them is in charge of one game. But when there's a review, they all get up and they, they huddle, huddle up and collaborate. Very cool. Which we've talked about it a little but I, I don't think people realize how much pressure is on these officials in the stadium. Absolutely. Because you'll have, you know, a lot of these SEC games, you'll get 80, 90, 100,000 fans in the stadium. So you've got, you know, that many eyes staring at these guys. And you've literally got two minutes to make the right call. And you've got to make sure, you know, everything is just right because you've got another, you know, 10 million at home watching the game so it makes sense to have some some people in Birmingham in a you know command center that aren't feeling that pressure of all those eyes yeah uh, so it is um, and you always say we can get we can sit here on the couch at home and we can get the call right and it's because there's not a hundred thousand people waiting on you to make the decision so that's kind of essentially what we've done we've kind of put them in an, in a, an environment where it's you know less stressful uh, it's it's almost like you can hear a pin drop in there. It's, it's quiet, those guys are super focused, doing a tremendous job of just staying focused all day. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it just, it just eliminates some of those distractions and helps them, helps them get the call right. Do you think um, that the calls have gotten more accurate since, you've, since they've been doing this? I do, and I wish I had some stats on that. I know Steve kept up with some stats uh, before collaborative replay and now uh, after. And, uh, I know less incorrect outcomes, um, and and I think to start the reviews were a little bit longer, and that was just because we we're, we're the first to do it. So we have to refine the process. We have to figure out what's the most efficient, and some of the things we thought would be the most efficient way. As you know, we had to tweak some things. But I think as the years gone on, um, and I can get you those stats. But I think as the years gone on, we've been able to. Uh, to, to decrease our review times. So. All right, so this podcast is obviously about control rooms and uh, the technology behind it and, and you know, kind of how that works. So tell us, tell us about the setup of the video center. So the video center, um, we have, in the front row, we have eight, eight stations, and those are really our tech stations, and those are where our techs come in, and we use retired not retire, we use high school football officials as our techs, and they, they mark the plays just like the tech in the stadium does. So those tech stations are, and really they're our first, they're our eyes and ears, so may, a replay official may be, 
he may have three games that he's watching. Uh, he can't watch all three games, so we have to have a, we have a, a, a t- our tech who's a football official. He can quickly, uh, you know, just raise his hand. Hey, I've got a fumble here, a questionable fumble, or a questionable pass, catch, no catch. Um, so that's why we use high school football officials. But um, anyway, so those eight stations, those guys are marking plays, and that's our front row. Uh, and our, we've got a middle row where it's our where our replay observers sit. Uh, and they can, they've got a screen in front of them uh, that they can you know, fast forward, rewind, they can navigate the video. And then our back row is really where uh, Steve Shaw, coordinator official, sit. Uh, and he's got an assistant, um, Dick Burleson, who helps him out. He sits back there, and that's, that's kind of our administrator role, kind of overlooking the room. Um, and then we've got a video wall in front of them all where we put the program feed up and then we put the return feed from the replay official from the stadium up uh, and we'll put populate that wall. Uh, I think there's a total of 17 TVs in there uh, and we'll populate that wall for the room to see. But generally they're watching the screen that's directly in front of them. Okay, so what's, so what's pushing this stuff? What kind of uh, routing gear do you have? What's, what's yep. the monitor wall set up like? Yeah, so uh, we're using Ross routing system. Um, the NK, it's a 32, uh, actually it's a 72 by 72 router. Um, and actually having to upgrade that this year. Um, but it's a Ross routing system. Uh, right now just using Crestron to control uh, which, uh, which feed goes where. Um, and then we're using, uh, to get the video feeds back live, we're using High Vision Makito X encoders and decoders. All right, yeah, so I'm very interested about this. So. Because the NFL, for their centralized replay, they have fiber lines to and from every stadium, and so they've they're going just dry or um, or you know dark fiber directly. Correct. So y'all are using an IP-based solution. So you're just using public internet with these encoders, and you're getting back full HD video. Right, and uh, that was one of the reasons we went with the the high vision. Um, is they, they have a protocol called SRT. Uh, it's proprietary to, to them. They, they came up with that would be able to encode these the video into these packets, uh, and then they would send them over just a public IP. Uh, we did a lot of testing of that uh, during bowl games uh, prior to last season, uh, and it worked out great. And was able to, uh, really, they're only taking up maybe 15 megabits per second per, per stream. So we're only using really 30 megabits per second. So what uh, kind of lines do you have to have to each stadium and, and the, you know, the central office? Will you have like 100 megabit connections? Or? Yeah, all we really have to have is like a gig backbone. Most universities have okay. like a gig backbone in there. And they're able to work with every campus IT uh, just to make sure we have a gig, uh, 100 meg upload speeds. So that's, uh, that's really all we need is 100 meg. And that's really overkill. Uh, like I said, all we need is about 30, 30 meg, and we maybe another five meg for communication. Uh, but they, every every campus IT is kind of dedicated 100 meg, and we test that a lot just to make sure we do have that upload speed. But it's you know most time we have more than enough, and uh, generally you know they've worked great, just no problems at all. Uh, great picture, uh, and um, yeah, it's been, it's been not much practice. of a delay. No, uh, our delay we can set that to whatever we want to. Um, and we usually set that between 125 millisecond to uh, 500 milliseconds, and that's just because we, you know, we can't really go over a second. You know, you could get a play where we're saying stop it, stop it, stop it, and for two seconds behind, then, uh, then it could affect it. So 
uh, generally that's worked out pretty well. And, um, you know, it's, uh, we get those things set up on Friday uh, when the TV trucks roll up. And, uh, you know, yeah, they've worked great. So one, so one encoder at the stadium. So each stadium has one encoder, uh, and it, it takes in two inputs. Uh, and then all it takes in is the two video inputs, and there's just a network connection. Uh, then we have the decoders set up back in our office. Uh, obviously, have to do a lot of configuration with you know uh, IP addresses and stuff like that to get those working. But um, and then those just output uh, SDI into our router, and then we can uh, control where that goes. All right, so that's how you're getting the video back. So what's the communication like between Birmingham and the stadium? Yeah, so we're using a voice over IP um, system uh, made by ClearCom. Uh, similar, it's the same, it's an Eclipse matrix system. Uh, same as what uh, NHL and Major League Baseball use for their replay, centralized replay. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's just a voice over IP system. Uh, and, and this is different from because the officials, the, the the entire field crew with the officials has their own uh, earpieces and they're talking to each other. But this is different than that. Yeah. So that system is really just communication between officials on the field, uh, and this this system is really um, between Birmingham and the replay booth. And interesting enough, you know, when the referee does come over and put on the headset to talk to the replay booth, he's also talking to the observer back in Birmingham. Awesome. So you've kind of locked in football replay, so you've, you've got a one season under your belt, and um, it sounds like y'all are going to be doing basketball centralized replay soon. Yeah, so we, um, you know, we're trying to take that same model uh, and, and use that efficiency that we've been able to create for football and and, and apply it to basketball. And uh, so what we've done is uh, we've, we went first, we had to go to the NCAA and get it passed to be able to do it. So they approved for us to do it as an experiment, experiment for the 2017-2018 season. Uh, so we went off um, and we, Dan Leibowitz and I, uh, in our office, we went to the NBA. I was like, how in the world do you guys do it? Because uh, they're very good at it. And uh, we were able to spend a night in their replay center uh, and what they did is they're actually taking back every single camera from the arenas. They're taking about nine ISO cameras from the arenas back to the replay center. And they are just, you know, they are so efficient in what they do because they have all the ISO cameras. So that brought up the question, like, do we want to bring back ISO cameras, every single camera back because of the expense? And we kind of looked at it and... And decided that you know we wanted to do it, and so that's um, DB Sport now is uh, in the process of building that out for us, and uh, so we'll be able to take back six feeds. So our plan right now is still kind of in the works, but our plan right now would be to take back the TV program feed, um, your high tight camera, use the camera two for TV, uh, and then your two baseline cameras. Um, and generally, that's for the most part for the SEC network. We're always filming with those cameras. And occasionally we'll have a slash camera that we'll film with. And if the game's on ESPN, they'll, they'll add the robotic cameras on the top or maybe like a static camera underneath the goals. But um, So we'll take those, try to get those as well. But um, So generally, that taking back six feeds would allow us to take the program camera, um, the high tight, the two baseline cameras, uh, and then a return feed if there's not a slash camera. Uh, if there is a slash camera, we'll take the slash camera as a six and we'll have every single camera coming back 
to Birmingham. Um, yeah, I mean, that'll be awesome because it seems like the more ISO cameras you have, the more likely you are to get the right angle in a timely fashion because you're not having to wait on a producer to get around to showing that replay, you know, the best angle on their air, you know, so right. you could be saving, and I know there is a big push to save time during these reviews, so you could be saving 20 or 30 seconds there. Yeah, and I think TV's come to love it. Um, they love the fact that we're able to take the ISO cameras in because, and rightfully so, they're worried about their show. They're, they want a clean show, and if they're having to show a replay over and over and over for these officials, uh, it affects the quality of their show. So, um, so it's been great for them because we've been able to be almost really independent of them. Uh, we take their cameras, but we're really independent of their their process. Uh, but at the same time, they're able to see what we see. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, having been on the TV side of that before, I know what words usually <laughs> get said over the headset when that replay phone rings, and it usually is not very kind because uh, the producer <laughs> rarely has time to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, but they're kind of forced to. Yeah, they are forced to, and most of the time the producer can tell to, can tell, give you the right call in 15 seconds, but. He's not making the final call, so we have to be absolutely sure. So we may want to see a look a couple times, and so it's it helps to be able to have those cameras and, and, and be able to do it so quickly. So what? So what's the technology going to require for you to bring back six feeds from each each you know arena? Yeah. So those high vision encoders, um, like one one box was taken back uh, to two cameras, two two feeds. Uh, so we're just going to buy three of those. Uh, put that all in kind of a travel case uh, and along with the uh, the, the, uh, the uh, transmitter for the, the uh, ClearCom, the voice over IP system, uh, that will all live in a kind of a self-enclosed case uh, and just make it, you know, seamless, you know, setting up every single game. Yeah, that's really cool. I could see uh, a lot of uses for that, um, you know, in video board shows or other productions where you could just slap down a couple of these uh, IP converters, you know, and have a remote shot from downtown or wherever to throw in your show, uh, as long as you have the internet connection available. Right, and uh, they're super easy to set up because they're just over, it's over public IP. Uh, we consider doing it, creating our own VPN, but the cost was just way too high to do that. Uh, there's literally no cost uh, in public IP. I mean, you know, everybody's got an internet connection. And, uh, we did have to up, uh, you know, create a, uh, you know, up our bandwidth back in the SEC office uh, to about 500 megabits per second both ways. Um, but what's the what's the most number of games you've had at one time that you're reviewing? For football, it was seven. Uh, we had seven going on at one time, and that was only maybe like a 15, 20 minute overlap. Uh, generally, though, it's three or four going at one time. You know, you may start the day with one, then it grow to three. And then during that four or five o'clock time slot, where your CBS game's going on, uh, and you got a couple other games starting on ESPN, that's usually where it gets a little hectic. And you could, at one time, we had as many as seven games going on at a time. How fun is it in the video center? Is it is it exciting, or is it just you know just kind of everybody sitting there quietly doing their it's, thing? I mean, generally, it's it's uh, I wouldn't call it exciting. It's it's kind of dull and it's quiet. It's, it's kind of tense in there, uh, but then that big play will happen. You know, the Auburn-LSU game last year, 
uh, with a timer and off the clock and he get the snap off in time. Uh, that was just an intense moment where, you know, you're about to decide who wins the game. Uh, did he get it off in time or didn't he? Because if he did, LSU throws a touchdown. He's got his feet in bounds and they win the game. If not, you know, there's 87,000 people at Jordan Hare Stadium about to go uh, go crazy. So, uh, and you're on pins and needles waiting for them to make a decision. And, uh, that's when it's fun. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're, we've got football handled. You're doing conference basketball this next year, right? Where do you how how far do you see this going? Where do you see the next five years of uh, replay? Well, I see it. Uh, I see it growing really uh, for other sports. I mean, we've had an interest in volleyball replay, uh, soccer replay. Is uh, the NCAA has approved the ability to use replay for soccer? Uh, those situations are very limited. They're just goal, no goal, whether the, the ball crossed the line, and then any type of altercation. Um, but it's you know coaches are you know realize the the benefit of it and they, they're starting to want it. I think as baseball uh, starts to expand their rules, uh, it'll grow for both baseball and softball, and I think that's on the horizon. Uh, and so as we build these things out and these these systems out, we're always thinking, all right, how can this you know help? You know if we if baseball was to all of a sudden expand their rules. Are we in a position with the, the new basketball systems? Are we in a position to be able to, you know, use some stuff we're doing for basketball or stuff we're using for football to help out baseball? We're always thinking of those things uh, because it's always a conversation every day. Almost every day, I'm having a conversation with somebody about replay, and uh, it's it's just it's just growing. Well, Randall, as always, it's great to talk to you, and hopefully uh, this fall I'll be able to spend a few minutes and visit you at a control room. Yeah, it's great catching up with you, and it's always good to see you. I know you're, uh, you're, you're everywhere, so I appreciate you having me, and uh, great catching up. All right, so I hope you were able to enjoy this episode with Random Malone talking about centralized replay at the Southeastern Conference, uh, even despite the windy audio. As always, head over to inthecr.com for show notes and behind the scenes videos and if you're enjoying the show I'd like to ask you to just take a minute to give us a review on iTunes I'd really appreciate it for anything else feel free to send a note to bow at inthecr.com and until next time have a great show everybody <laughs>